Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Trends. I'm Dawn, Content and Communications Lead of Line Global Investors. Thank you so much for being with us here today. Joining us on this episode is Ong Ailing, our Head of Artificial Intelligence of Investments here at Line Global Investors. Ling has over 16 years of investment experience and is currently also the portfolio manager of the Lion Global Disruptive Innovation Fund. Welcome again, Ling. I am so glad to have you back. Thank you, Dawn. I'm very excited to be back too. In the last episode, we took a deep dive into the concepts of artificial intelligence, machine learning and deep learning. We also discussed man versus machine and who will win. To that end, you brought up our hybrid approach towards investing. So can you remind the audience again, what is it all about? Yep. So just as a quick recap, uh, my basic premise is that investing is both an art and a science, so it utilizes both your left and your right brain. Uh, the scientific portion is when we evaluate uh, the realms of quantifiable data that's available on each stock, or for example, the macro data points that we can measure and observe. Whilst the artistic part is the bit, the ability of a human to imagine what can happen in the future. So whilst the machine can be very good at analysing existing data and formulating short-term predictions by uncovering patterns from historical data, at least for now in today, with today's technology, I'm still not completely convinced that a machine can come up with something truly new or truly innovative, something that it hasn't completely seen before. So for example, I know you mentioned in some of your LGI posts that uh, machines claim to create artwork. Yeah. And they look very uh, creative, very abstract, yes. but actually, if you understand the science behind it or the math behind it, mm -hmm. it's actually based on the principle of um, recognizing pattern in existing okay. artwork. So it could, if you feed it enough Monet, enough Van Gogh, enough, uh, what's his name, Jackson, you will, you'll be able to recognize what makes this thing artistic, mm -hmm. recognize the pattern and come up with that. So actually now we've reached a stage where we have what you call deep fakes. You mm, see those yeah, CGI yeah, graphics yeah, where yes. someone who's exactly. not saying something is some yeah, saying something. Yeah. But the idea is actually you're just combining two different features and putting it together in the same screen. So a simple example you can think of is um, if you feed the machine a red bus and you give it a green car. Okay. It's then able to imagine a red car or a green bus. Okay. It's mixing and matching. But... Can it imagine something completely different? So right, can it imagine, right. for example, a new way of transport, say, assuming it hasn't watched Star Trek yeah. before, can it imagine a teleportation device? I don't think at this stage it can right, really imagine right. something it's never, completely never seen before. Right, so you feed it the data and it recognises the patterns and it spits out the output based on what the humans have actually input into the machine. Exactly, so it's okay. a fusion. It can yes, fuse yes. things, but it can't come out something completely okay, original. Okay, it's very interesting. Well, having said that, mm -hmm. I'd say that most humans, if you don't, if they've not watched Star Trek, might not be able to <laughs> imagine true. teleportation that's devices true, either. I mean, true. I'm not that creative. Yeah, 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 that's true. That's very, very true. So, um, in an investing context, what this means for us mm -hmm. is that whilst uh, humans are very good at coming up with mm -hmm. new business ideas, mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, right, um, and investors like ourselves are very good at evaluating the long-term viability of such business ideas. At this stage in our technology, I wouldn't yet trust a machine to answer my basic investment questions, mm -hmm. which is, does this, uh, does this company's business model 
make sense in the very long run? Is it going to be profitable or will it turn profitable in the long term or in the, you know, in, in the medium to long term? Uh, can it survive the next 10 or 20 years? So for us here at AIOI, to make the most of uh, the machine's strengths and capabilities, we should be leveraging the almost unlimited uh, capacity of data storage and its uh, strong capacity of data processing in this age of modern computing. In other words, my ethos is very much let the machines do what they're good at, crunch the data, process the data, even interpret in simple sense, like using NLP, for yes. example, the vast amount of data which you know we get yes, thrown yes. at. Too every, much. Yeah, which gets thrown at. <laughs> us every day right um but then and then this frees up our human brain powers to do the bits that the machines can't do which is your creativity yes. and imagination yes yes yeah. indeed indeed so what we do here is we harness the machine learning to process and interpret raw data that's available in every single company and we do that in a way that mimics as far as possible how a machine uh, how a human would think logically and analyze that data but we don't don't, don't forget we don't leave the creative yeah, part yes, to, the, to the machine to right you guys, to you exactly guys, yeah. and um, that's achievable today only because we have had so much advances in ai and uh, we use that to inform our short-term trading views so um, remember the analogy of the uh, agricultural mm, automation yes. right um, and that's in the same way that you know in agricultural automation period uh, it freed up the farmer's time from plowing the land, tilling the land, watering the crops. So you don't have to focus on the minute or the micro details of the land. You are freed and you can actually focus on the bigger picture of being an estate manager, not a laborer. So in that same way, our hybrid approach now frees up the fund manager's brain power and time, allowing us to focus on the broader, longer-term issues such as the viability of a company or how we can improve our process, how can we gain an investment edge by, you know, by finding new alpha signals or find mining information from new data sets or looking at old data and big data. So I truly believe that um, it's very important for us to harness the machine learning power because we are at the cusp of a new data-driven revolution, an age of artificial intelligence. So I hear you and I'm completely sold. So basically, we are harnessing the best of both worlds, uh, using AI and ML to enhance our investment process. And like what you said, uh, let machines do what they're good at, crunching the processing mm -hmm. data and fund managers like yourselves to think, you know, creatively and to make, yes, and to make, you know, uh, bigger decisions. You know, however, there's always this talk that machines may one day kind of take over the world, you know, take over humans. <laughs> Skynet. Yes, there's a lot of futuristic shows like Black Mirrors. Yeah. You know, they suggest things like that, right? So the question is, um, will machines always do the right thing for us? Because you mm. recently wrote on your LinkedIn post oh. of the importance of human oversight over AI algorithms. That's so true. maybe you can share with us more yes. about that. So are machines always benign? Machines are neither good nor evil. They actually mm. just do what humans program them to do right so uh but my linkedin post actually was uh was for, was uh talking a little bit about the um tiktok blackout challenge and unfortunately recently we had a few very young kids um copying the uh, tiktok blackout challenge which resulted in irreversible tragedies um according to the news report uh, the AI had uh, the AI algorithm um, had actually been pushing such unsuitable video content at the young children, 
Um, and to me, at least, uh, from my understanding, you know, tragedies like that really highlight the importance of having to retain quite a bit or some level of human oversight on AI algorithms. So from my understanding of how the AI algorithms work at these social media companies, um, they have a certain KPI or in scientific term what we call an objective function. And in this case, it's likely going to be, uh, the objective function is likely going to be maximizing video views. So they will push content based on your demographic, what they think you're interested in, and what, um, you know, and, and, and unfortunately, they may not consider whether it's suitable. So such content, for example, would not have been pushed at adults. They would have been pushed at the younger kids because that's the kind of stuff that these kids find interesting, funny. So an adult, for example, an adult viewer would unlikely be shown such content as they are not profiled to be the correct demographic to view or, or even click through. So we're, you know, the objective function is how many clicks or how many views they had, right? So in some ways, if you think about it, this is not this is quite similar to setting KPIs for your for humans. Um, so if your server has his or her bonus or wages tied to the amount of food or the value of the food that they're selling to you, you can be sure that they will try and upsell you more food without regard for your appetite or whether you're you know whether you need that food or not. So you would get the. Sir, would you like to upsize your Coke and fries <laughs> or make it a happy meal? <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the time. Yeah. Yes, it's in human nature to try and push the um, highest re uh, commission or revenue generating product. So there's a field of science mm. called game theory. Mm. I don't know if you've heard of that yeah. before. Um, and within game theory, there's a specific problem called the principal agent problem. Mm. Uh, this is a classic case of principal agent problems that, and similar kind of situations happen with, you know, in a, in a non-machine learning human world as well. And, um, in the human world, we deal with such principal agents, uh, agent problems through three main means. Yes. One is regulation, one's education, and the third is oversight. Mm -hmm. So in terms of regulation, um, I suspect we don't have much regulation in the machine learning world yet, but eventually, it will have to be put in place. So say, for example, um, autonomous driving, right? One yeah. of the reasons why autonomous, autonomous driving is being held back is less so the, the actual technology, mm -hmm. but this um, moral ethic issue of when you see um, a bus with kids, do you, you know, a bus load full of kids and you see something, a, a, a curb, do you swerve it mm -hmm. to avoid the one human or do you... Um, continue going straight because it will otherwise yeah. injure the busload for your kids. So that has to be, um, it, will, it that has to require some sort of regulation before we can get to sure. the point of autonomous sure, driving. Sure, sure. Um, and then in terms of education, well, you know, in with the, in the human world, you, you know, all humans have basic code of ethics and morality that we've been brought up with. Now, machines don't have quite the equivalent of code of ethics or, or morality. How we do it is the the computer programmer will have to tweak the codes so that you set certain constraints. Um, so, for example, uh, when I have when I look at the views, uh, the number of views or clicks, I don't just aim to optimize that and solely that as my objective function. I actually have to balance it against other goals, objective function versus you know goals of uh, not se not sending the same thing to someone, or perhaps making sure that's the correct demographic, the right suitability, right? So in that sense, regulations are PG sixteen or PG twelve, whatever it is, and um, you know. 
education will be the, the, the coder changing the code. And then finally, you have this issue of, um, so yeah, so in that sense, I think maybe one day we will see a, a new field, not just artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. but actually you could see artificial ethics or artificial morality. <laughs> okay. um, so the, that brings us to the last point, which is oversight. And um, I think that oversight is probably the reason why you and I might still have jobs in the future. <laughs> we'll be in charge of, you know, doing one of these three things. Oh, that's very good to know that, you know, our jobs will be saved. It was super interesting that you mentioned, uh, you know, towards the end about this artificial ethics or morality. Yes. I mean, it, it totally can be a whole new episode on itself. Whether <laughs> artificial systems, I mean, the word artificial, right? Can it actually uh, be furnished with moralities? Because mm. morality is what makes humans you know, humans, right, to kind of act as moral agents. So yeah. we'll keep that thought. We'll yeah, keep true. that thought. It future. will be a very big field to talk about, yeah, right? Yeah. Intelligence versus, exactly. you know, how to emulate yeah, yeah. morality. It's like the example you said about machines upselling like fries and coke, right? So mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so if AI can result in the wrong outcome, as you said, uh, without, uh, you know, the correct human supervision, so mm-hmm. how can we ensure that AI gets it right in the investing context? Ah, oh yes, indeed. Um, and that's the problem that we we tackle, um, we, we grapple with every mm. single day when we're coding mm. up our stuff. Remember I shared with you the analogy of uh, how machine learning works? Yes. Um, the, the one baby. about the baby, <laughs> yes. Um, so if you, because uh, machine learning works on the basis of having a goal or a KPI or what in data science we call an objective function, mm-hmm. right? So if you give the baby uh, no explicit instructions, mm-hmm. but every time it exhibits good behavior mm-hmm. by not crying, mm-hmm. uh, I'll give it a sweet, mm-hmm. right? So after a while, um, you you will it will learn that every time it does something good, it gets a reward, mm-hmm. right? Of course, the problem is, if uh, every time it stops crying when it's crying, you give it a sweet, then after a while, it might actually learn the wrong thing Correct. that, you know, every time I cry, I get a sweet, which is what happened yeah, yeah, yeah. In, the, in the situation mm-hmm. we talked about earlier. So so whilst machine learning is based not so much on giving specific instructions, mm-hmm. but on setting the machine a goal, mm-hmm. um, in an investing context, we have to be careful how we define the goal or the objective function. Mm-hmm. Sure, we can say, give me the most uh, profits, maximize mm-hmm. profits, but then we don't we neglect you know just like the 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 algorithm that right. aims to uh, maximize the number of views yeah. we could neglect the other parts of it so we have to consider how how much risk are we willing to take mm-hmm. will we be willing to um, lose all our capital even if it's only a 1% chance mm-hmm. right and on top of the objective function as a fund manager we also have to be careful about what inputs we feed the machine remember i said red car green car the machine learns only from the inputs yes. that it yeah. is shown yeah. Yeah. Right. So um, in this is where the area of human knowledge, uh, sorry, this is the area of where domain knowledge and uh, human expertise mm-hmm. comes into play, because exactly which set of data do we want the machine to be learning from? So in coding, we have this phrase garbage in, garbage out quite a popular phrase, <laughs> yeah. if I give it irrelevant inputs, yeah. then the machine will just make up spurious links between the inputs yeah. and come up with spurious logic, just yeah. like the chart, the baby with yes. the sweet. Okay. Think okay. Every time I cry, I get a sweet. Yeah. Rather than yeah. every time I exhibit good behavior, I get mm-hmm. a sweet. So 
you know, finally for us, you know, in a holistic sense, our design is very important for the overall model from the goal that we set it to the inputs that we feed it, the algorithm, the specific choice of algorithm that we use, the specific choice of the hyperparameters that we use and the sequence that we use them in the logic because we use more than one algorithm, we use several different algorithms. So, um, when we set up AIOI in an investing context, what we're trying to do is really to try and approximate um, and codify my brain or, you know, a, a good a good fund manager's brain, right? Any fund, any yeah, good fund yeah. manager's brain, we try and codify how that fund manager thinks in terms of its of his or her logic mm-hmm. and, um, you know, result in the same, yeah. similar output to what they he or she would be doing. Wow, that's... That's amazing. I mean, the process just is so difficult and so technical, right? So, you know, um, share with the audience, please, right, about this new uh, AIOI team uh, that you have been setting up here at Lion Global Investors. Obviously, you spearheaded, you know, this uh, AIOI um, team in Lion and your motivation of setting up, you know, this AIOI team within the Singapore um, fund management industry. Yeah. So one of the key motivators when I started AIOI was to bring more sophisticated investment techniques to the local uh, investment landscape. Mm-hmm. Remember I told you, you know, I'd seen a lot of similar things in the hedge fund world. Yeah. So my vision was to democratize that uh, investment, in, democratize investing as a whole by making such investment techniques available to the average investor in Singapore. Yes. Um, quantitative investing, uh, traditional quantitative investing, has been employed mostly by hedge yes. funds, than uh, traditional asset managers in Singapore. And um, hedge funds tend to have a very high minimum threshold sure. for investing, or, and they also require to have you to have pretty high risk-taking profile. So you usually cannot invest in hedge funds unless you're an accredited investor yeah. or a high net worth yes, individual. Yes, yes. You have a lot right. of risk appetite. Yes. <laughs> Um, and on top of that, I didn't want to just merely replicate, you know, like for like, yeah wholesale all the techniques that the the just the the, the traditional quantitative techniques that hedge funds use mm-hmm. i actually wanted to leapfrog um mm-hmm. to the space and use newer more sophisticated tools borrowing ideas from the ai machine learning space and this is really at the cutting edge because i think in our industry even in the us even in europe we are just they they are just starting to mm-hmm. borrow such techniques and employ it so in other words to democratize access to um the whole quantitative field that and and also give access democratize access to these tools these machine learning tools that are revolutionizing the financial industry and we don't just want to copy we want to go over and beyond and finally one of the other motivation is to try and help develop the future of the singapore asset management industry and to build up the talent pool that we have here in Singapore. So as we approach National Day, I'm feeling <laughs> extremely patriotic. Okay. <laughs> I'm very proud of Singapore. Yeah, and I really too, believe that too, we've come too. a very long way since independence, you know, 57 years from yes. that Long Kang, yes, you know, journey yes, that we you know, yes, Long Kang yes. Look at state that now. my parents grew up yeah. in, right? Today, Singapore, we've achieved such a, a buzz, we've already achieved the buzzing financial yes. hub. And I think we're coming along in our journey of building up the scientific talent to achieve 
Chief uh, AI and Data Analytics Hub here in Singapore. And, you know, many thanks to all the people who have been participating and, yeah. and, and growing it. And I really think that, you know, I mean, I grew up, uh, I, I grew up in Singapore. I studied in most, some of the best educational institutions here in Singapore. And I really believe that we have a very good educational system. So we have the raw materials. We have great people. We have a good education system. We have the raw materials to really develop the brain cell, the brains and the power for, um, having homegrown talent. Yes, yes. So, um, for example, do you know Professor Andrew Ng? Actually, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't. He's um. He's you. You've heard of Coursera? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So yes. he's the co-founder of Coursera. I see. I and, see. And um, the reason why I brought him up is because he's one of the leading world, uh, sorry, world leading authoritative figure wow. on machine learning. Wow. Uh, he actually graduated from Stanford, and I think he's done a lot of work at Stanford and MIT on machine I see, learning. I see. Did you know that he actually studied at RI? Wow. And graduated in uh, <laughs> from <grown>. RI. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I graduated from RI in 1992. So, um, incidentally, well, he's one of my university classmates' wow. brother. So, wow, wow. we're like, we respect him. We're like in awe of him. Yes. So, I mean, I really hope that at least in my lifetime, Singapore will be able to develop such talent and uh, we will become recognized as an AI hub. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm very proud and very appreciative of being Singaporean and I hope to contribute to my own country, our own country, yes, yes. in uh, my own little way. Oh, thanks so much. Well, I mean, this, it's a noble aspiration. I think I think what that. you do, it's, it's, it's great, right? You know, AIO, as you said, uh, Singapore, homegrown talent. We're trying Wouldn't to grow our talent pool. And I think at Land Global Investors, um, you know, we've always wanted to democratize access yes. of all these sophisticated investment techniques so that they can be available uh, and beneficial show i guess you know mm-hmm. to the every man on the street yes. so thank you so much it's been super interesting uh, just talking to you and learning more about ai and ml and how we are using it at line global investors so thank you so much link uh your insights are always very enlightening and your examples are always on point <laughs> thanks dawn it's great and it's a pleasure speaking with you too thank you so much thank you so much everyone you have been listening to let's stop trends with me dawn leong If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Catch you guys next time. Disclaimer. This advertisement has not been reviewed by the Monetary Authority of Singapore. This is for information only and is not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation. Information is subject to change without notice and is not to be relied on as advice. Investments are not guaranteed and are subject to investment risks. For more information, please visit www.lionglobalinvestors.com.